Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Worst First. Today, I have a little bit of a trigger warning on the episode because um, we're going to be talking about death. I went on my Insta story last week and asked if I could have someone on the podcast who has died and come back to life. So we have her here today, Miss Candace Coleman. Yes. Congratulations from coming back from the dead. We're really Thank glad you. to have you here. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I put feelers out and a lot of people wrote to me, but it, believe it or not, there wasn't that many people in California or they just didn't see my story. It was like a lot of Midwest, a lot of you know, tractor accidents and right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, barrel accidents. They were like, yeah, but I died. I got run over by my cow Mitzi and uh, now I'm back. Um, but no, no, I'm so glad that you responded to my story because I want to hear everything about your experience. Um, what sort of prompted me wanting to do this on the podcast was obviously I'm already, you guys, if you listen to worse first, know that I have, sort of a like fascination with death, obviously, because I am so consumed with does, you know, what happens and, you know, the things that we don't have control of in life. It's, it's scary to me, you know, cause that is the one thing that we, we don't know what happened. I mean, you do, I don't, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's what I wanted to have you on here. And then there's a documentary on Netflix right now called surviving death. Have you watched that? I haven't, not yet, but I've seen it. You should you should watch it because it's all about, you know, people who on there who have died and said they, you know, floated above their body, saw their body, that kind of thing. So let's jump in. Worst first time dying. This was the first time you've ever died, I assume. Of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I've died like seven other times. I'm like, all right, well. Fortunately. Um, yeah. first, thanks so much for having me. No, I'm so glad. You know, I'm so, and I'm sorry it's such a morbid subject because I don't know, is it like cozy for you to talk about or not really? You know, it's not something that um, I guess most people ask me and it's not a conversation starter. Right. Probably. You go on Clearly, first dates, right? every first date. <laughs> I've died. I've come back from the dead. Yeah. And the guy's just like, all right. 
And then, you know, um, most people don't want to hear about it. So why? I don't know. I think it makes them uncomfortable. I mean, I know for me, I have this really crazy fear of dying, obviously, especially after I died. You you still are scared now? I'm still terrified. Even yeah. after you have died? I think it got worse. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting you to be like, it's beautiful. It's calm. It's peaceful. Like, don't be scared. Okay. So, um, so, so how did this, let's, let's start to when this happened. How old were you? So I was 15 uh-huh. and, um, I was with two, it was with my ex-boyfriend and two of his friends and we were coming back from a party. It was three in the morning, um, teenagers being wild, obviously. And we're in this Dodge, um, charger, I think it was. Uh-huh. And we're going down this windy road and just all of a sudden the, um, the back end fishtailed and we went into a tree and I was sent what they projected uh, 50 feet flying out of the front windshield. You flew out of the front windshield. The front windshield. You crashed through the windshield. Crashed through the windshield, skidded across the pavement. I had all this crazy road rash. I mean, I'm like, I'm so lucky that they were able to like. Yeah. Cause your face looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just remember waking up, and I don't know if you've ever smelled an airbag when it's popped, but it's this, like, suffocating sort of smell. And I remember waking up in the ditch, and I tried to, like, pick myself up, and I couldn't move. And I started freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, I'm paralyzed. Like, I'm never going to walk again. That was literally my first thought. Like, you could you move your arms? I could move my arms, but I could Couldn't not pick myself up, up okay. and, like, sit up all the way. Super scary. And I started screaming, and my friend ran over. He came next to me. He's like, it's going to be okay. Like, we're going to get out of this. Just calm down. Try to relax. And luckily, there was a nurse. She was getting off work, and she was coming in the opposite direction, and she saw the entire thing, and she called 911. And thank God for her. I don't know who she is, whoever she is. Thank you. Yeah, oh, Um, thank you. But, yeah, so I just remember going in and out of consciousness, and the EMS got there. And what did it feel like as you were laying there? Were you terrified? I was terrified. I just, I didn't know like what was going to happen. I, I couldn't move the lower part of my body. Um, obviously I'm 15 years old. It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm by myself. Well, I'm with my friend, but you know, I don't have my family or anything around me. And I think it's like your body almost goes into panic mode. It's hard to explain. It's like your body goes into shock. Uh And it almost doesn't feel like it's happening because it's happening so quickly. Yeah. Just everything. Yeah. And um, I would, I ruptured my spleen. So there was a lot of like blood. And Did you see all the blood? Uh, no, but I vaguely remember kind of like throw, throwing up a lot. And I think it was a mixture of like blood and just You were laying on the ground throwing up? Yeah. Like you, where, where is your spleen? I'm not very... I'm not very like it's somewhere like over here. And what is I don't even know what it does. Do you know what it does? It filters out like your blood cells or something okay, like that. Okay, okay. Um so it's kind of You part ruptured of it. Something punctured it. Yeah, so when I went flying out of the windshield, there was he drove a stick. So the stick, I guess, when I like went forward, pushed against it and it ruptured. Yeah. Did you have like a hole? Um, no. So they had to do emergency surgery. Okay. Um, so you're laying there in the ditch. Mm -hmm. Your friend is with you. Mm -hmm. Was anyone else hurt really badly or just you? My other friend, he fractured, um, I forgot what the bone's called. 
this one. Like femur. femur? Yeah. 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 Um, he fractured that so he couldn't stand up, but I was the one that got injured the worst. And so you're laying there. How long did it feel like till the ambulance got to you? It, I was in and out of consciousness, so I don't entirely remember um, how long it felt, but it just felt like like snapshots. Oh, my God. Like, first I saw a police kind of, like, waving a flashlight in my face, and then the next thing I remember, I'm in the ambulance, and they're trying to put all these, like, wires and tubes into me, and I'm, my, I'm literally in shock, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to rip them out. I'm like, don't touch me. I mean – it's kind of hard to explain because you're not thinking rationally. Right. You're just like your, your, pan, body. your body's freaked out. Freaked out. Yeah. Um, and so obviously they gave me sedatives. And finally, uh, when I got to the hospital, I remember lying there. They had to cut my clothes off. So um, they're cutting my clothes off and they're like, is there anybody you want us to call? And I don't know how I managed to give them my grandmother's number and her name to call her to get her you know over there and I blacked out and the next thing I know I woke back up and she's standing over me and obviously she's she's hysterical and she's crying and I'm just like please don't let me die I'm so sorry I'll never do it you know go out again I was like just please you know I want to I want to make it through this yeah and um I just remember them telling my grandmother you know we have to rush her into surgery now she's gonna die if we don't bring her like they say that in front of you yeah well, I don't think they knew I was really listening, but listening. you were. Oh, of course. Yeah. I heard I was very alert for that. Yeah. And I remember them rushing me like they were running down the hallway and I was on the hospital bed. And I just remember looking up and all of a sudden, like I blacked out. And then you know, it's always crazy because you're like, oh, no, you don't really see a light. Like, come on. Um, but I saw this light and it felt really welcoming and warming and it did feel peaceful like in that particular moment and then all of a sudden I just remember like I was lying on my couch like I saw the light and then the next thing you know I'm like lying on my couch at home at home and up above me on the ceiling there was a portrait of all my family members that had passed away and you were just laying there staring at it yeah and I was just laying there staring at it and I just felt like these tears rolling down my face. And all like all of a sudden my body just starts rising up and I start literally floating to the picture. Did you feel it? I felt it and I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is how it's going to end. Did you think that? Yeah, I, I really thought that. I'm like, this is it for me. Were you scared? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm 15 years old. Yeah. You know? and, and you saw all your family members in a portrait and you were floating towards them. Yeah. And I you just, didn't feel comforted or safe or anything. Um, I don't. It was a mixed feeling, you yeah. know, because you didn't want to die. You were so young. I was so young. Yeah. I was like, it's not my time. I have right. so much more to do and so much more life to live. And I had already had like such a crazy life up until that point. I was like, there has to be more. Mm hmm. And I just remember feeling somebody grab my shoulder and whisper in my ear. And they're like, it's not your time. And then it's almost like someone sucked me back in and like sucked me back into my body. And I woke up and I'm like in the hospital and I have all these tubes inside me and like in my nose, down into my throat, into my stomach. And the doctor walks in. He's like, kid, you are lucky to be alive. 
Yeah. Did he say when you died on the table? On the table. He said once, like when they were rushing me, he said my heart stopped. And then on the table when they're operating on me, my heart stopped again and they had to resuscitate me. How long do you know it was stopped for, did they say? I think like a minute, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But that whole like experience felt like hours. It felt like hours. Or maybe even days. Yeah. You felt like you were gone forever. Yeah. And then when I woke up, I just started crying. I was like, you would not believe my like what I just experienced. Did you tell the doctor? Yeah, of course. And he's like, you know, we've we've had patients like that where they've had near death experiences and everyone's obviously different in how they experience it and yeah. go through it. So yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow, I wonder what the voice was that said it wasn't your time and pulled you back. You know, I don't know, but I've always believed in like energy and psychics and things like that. And I did have a psychic that told me, um, and this is like years before I went through this accident. She's like, you have six guardian angels around you, mm. like at all times. And she's like, I don't know who they are. They don't reveal themselves to me, but she's like, they're all protecting you. And I remember in the in the portrait, it was six of my family members in the portrait. Do you remember who they were? Yeah. You saw them clear as day? Clear as was day. Was it a photograph or a painted picture of them? It was a photograph. Okay. But it's weird because they never took a picture like that. You just saw them all together? I just saw them all together. Wow. Yeah. And did you tell your family? Yeah. What they is, they what started they crying. Oh. Yeah. And so your grandma, did you grow up with your grandma? I did. You yeah, did? She, she raised, raised you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Was she so relieved? Oh, uh, she was so happy. She babied me for like, but I, I re- it took me about four months to recover. Wow. Um, so how long were you in the hospital? I was in the hospital only for a week and then okay. they sent me home and then I couldn't go to school for four months. People thought I was dead. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> was the kid drinking and driving? Yeah. So was your family like so pissed? They oh were yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah. Did he ever like come apologize or? Because it was your boyfriend, wasn't it? No, it was his friend. It was your boyfriend's friend. But yeah. Your boyfriend was in the car, right? He was in the car. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. he the one with you when before the ambulance came? Was he the one comforting you, or was that who was that? No, that was the person. He he got knocked out. Your boyfriend so, was knocked out. Yeah. Okay. But as soon as he came to, he obviously came over and yeah helped me. Oh my gosh! Do you still talk to these people? Oh no, no, because you're like I was fifteen. Ago. You're like I never <laughs> talk to them again. Hello, <laughs> making moves with my life. All right. Um, where was this? Was this in L.A.? This was actually Baton Rouge. Baton so Rouge. I'm from Louisiana you're originally. From Louisiana. Wow. Which is kind of like very spiritual, like they say, haunty place, right? Like well, Louisiana. in particular, New Orleans. New yeah, Orleans, I yeah. lived there for like eight years. So wow, it's very like. So what about now you said that you had this experience and you're still scared of dying because it just wasn't a fun, it wasn't a pleasant experience for you. Well, I think not just that, but, you know, I think as a person or, you know, from what I've come from, I've always wanted, you know, to create a better life for myself. So I always felt like in my soul that there was something more for me. Mm -hmm. So it's always scary to think like your life could be taken from you in a split second. And you're just like, but no, I have so much more I want to do. And there's so, 
much life to live and so much more of the world to see and you know so yeah so you so you enjoy life so much that you don't want it to be over that's what you're thinking more or less right right? yeah I mean you didn't feel like oh like this place seems rad let me go there you know like you didn't see like a place or like feel like a energy pull towards a place it was almost as if my body was wanting to go but my soul and my mind didn't want to go okay okay. yeah so they were completely separate of each other and obviously when you're 15 like you don't know who you are yeah you were so young yeah your mind and body you're just and you know probably in the bigger scheme of things it wasn't your time and so you probably didn't get the full you know thing of going all the way there and getting taken back you know what I mean because you you were so young at such a young age that's like crazy Mm -hmm. you know but that's so surreal that you you were back at home on your couch and felt your body or felt your body was down but you felt yourself lifting Mm -hmm. out of your body yeah did you see your body or did you just feel yourself I just felt myself like leaving I didn't actually like yeah yeah but you felt yourself leaving your body but I do remember that week that I was in the hospital in the ICU I had this reoccurring sort of dream that this woman was like sleeping over me but she never really revealed her face so I I don't know who it was but it was almost like this close to me like watching me a scary woman or a comforting a comforting okay making sure I was okay you kept having a recurring dream the same dream every night I was in the hospital what did this woman look like do you remember I it was like it almost was like a dark shadow so at first I think I was scared but like the more I had it the more I felt like that whoever this was was making sure I was going to be okay. Wasn't, like wasn't, wasn't being negative. No, okay. no, it wasn't, wasn't wow. that at all. Laying over, floating over you. Yeah. Almost like grazing my body. Wow. Yeah. Every night you had Every that dream. Night. And it was only for that one week I was in the ICU. And so, okay. So then your biggest thing that killed you was the spleen rupture, right? That that's what caused you to die. Was your spleen rupturing or was there more stuff that happened? Well, my spleen ruptured, and they had to remove part of my pancreas. But, yeah, it was essentially the eternal bleeding. Internal bleeding. Yeah. yeah and that's such a time-critical like, yes. matter. So if they don't get that out of you, you know, quickly, then you'll bleed to death. Yeah. <sighs> and you are so lucky because you're a tiny girl, so I can't imagine at 15 you were probably even tinier with not much blood to go around, you know. It's like 105 pounds, so – like a toothpick <laughs> just like the tiniest little person right. like you can't afford to lose any blood no. you know oh my god well I'm so glad that you're here Thank and you. so glad that you made it and like has it changed you for your life like after this experience has it changed you for the rest of your life absolutely I yeah. think you just have a different outlook on life and you know every day I wake up and I just give thanks and gratitude to the universe that I'm here and I'm taking another breath and I'm waking up and we're so lucky living in LA. It's just always so beautiful here. And yeah, I just, it makes you appreciate the people, um, the experiences and just like the things in your life that Mm. sometimes we, something so small that we can take for granted. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We get caught up in life and sometimes you forget, but I try to really make the conscious effort every day to do that. That's so amazing. You have a very calm demeanor. 
you have like a very peaceful demeanor. I, I like it. Like you're a very mellow, calm person. It's really nice. Thank you. And um, so now are you, do you have any like fear or phobia of cars now that you've like had this accident? Absolutely. Okay. So this, yeah. so this caused like a, like you don't want to drive, huh? Um, or do you drive? So crazy enough, obviously I have bad luck with cars. Uh, I started driving, you know, I mean, I've been driving, especially living here. Mm-hmm. Um, but about three years ago I was in another car accident. I didn't almost die. I mean, no. I could have almost died. Oh my gosh. But somebody T-boned me and I flipped over and I, because I'm older. You're all not again. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Angels, I gotta what have a it? word. <laughs> Damn, that's not cool. I know. They T-boned you. They went through a, a red light, I assume. Yeah, so okay. they T-boned me. I flipped upside down into a building. and Into a building? Into a oh, building. Oh, was it a Bank of America? <laughs> Someone's like, I'm trying to take out a Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just sliding across the floor like your face. Ah! <laughs> Oh my God. Bad enough I had $2 in my bank account. And no, I'm just kidding. What, what building was it? Uh, it was the parlor on Melrose. The parlor. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you flipped over into the parlor? Into the parlor. I used to go there. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, Three years ago. So what is that? 2018? Yeah, yeah. I was living here by then. Oh my gosh. So, so your car flipped. Mm-hmm. Did you get knocked out? I did. Yeah. Gosh, can we get a break for her? <laughs> a break? Any break? I'm like, I want to knock on wood. I don't even have any wood, so I'm not going to say anything. Oh, maybe this is kind of wood. Yeah. That's no, plastic. Fuck. Oh, this is wood. I've never <laughs> been in a car accident. Thank God. Uh, I'm so cautious. Yeah. My husband's been in like 20, but I've been in like none. Thank God. But anyway, so you got T-boned, flipped, and then what happened with that? Um, The firefighters had to- Jaws of life you. Jaws me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So- um. I actually had fractured my pelvic bone, fractured my scapula. <laughs> I was pretty beat up, to be honest, from that one. That one was bad. And Are you suing any of these people? I mean, I don't mean to be, like, sue happy, but, like, this is fucked up. First you get fucked up by a drunk driver, and then you get T-boned. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've gone through the okay, whole Okay, good, because I'm like, this is, like, horrible. Yeah. You know? Um, But, yeah, so that happened, and that actually... Um, I was going through a divorce at the time as oh well. Oh my god! <laughs> when uh, it fucking rains, it pours. I know, right? Um, but no, you know, I got through it. It that was probably more challenging than the first time. Why? I think just because I was older. Um, you know, like going through a divorce and recovering from a car accident at the same time is not fun. So, <laughs> were you in the hospital for a while again? Yeah, I was in there for about a week. Oh my god! Okay, now yeah. not to get into your divorce because we don't have to talk about that. Right. But like, did your ex reach out or try to help you or anything, or were they just kind of like, did they have no idea? No, he did. I mean, he was there for me. He wasn't okay. a complete piece of shit. Okay, but. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's traumatizing. Yeah, of course. So, um, and then yeah, I think physically it took me a lot longer to recover from that and I'm the type of person I just like I just deal with things and I don't emotionally process process them and so I just remember I think about six months after like the divorce and going through the accident it all caught up to me and I just had a breakdown and I just literally cried myself to sleep that happens I needed it yeah just like the release of it I want to hug you (laughs) it's like COVID I'm like hello (laughs) 
I want to hug you. That's so yeah. sad. God, you're like so strong to go through all this yourself. Thank you. Is grandma still here or no? She is. Oh, yay. Shout out to grandma. Yay. Yay, <laughs> grandma. Okay, so, oh my God, this is just so, I'm just so in awe of your whole story. I mean, two, that's insane. Two crazy car. I mean, some people go their whole lives without getting even in one, mm-hmm. you know, or fender bender, whatever. You know what I mean? You've been in two gnarly ones. Do you feel like it was like, um, are you like when, so now driving, you said you're like a little bit extra cautious or, or do you don't drive now or you do? Well, I haven't really had the desire. To do it. <laughs> in I don't fucking years. blame you. Yeah. <laughs> don't really have the desire to drive. Cause every time I get in a fucking car, someone tries to run me over. <laughs> but I think, uh, now I'm finally at the point where I said, okay. I think I'm I'm ready. Can we get you like a bodysuit? Can we get you like a like a, a inflatable? Helmet. Like, can we like put you in like a? Can we get, figure out like the safest car for you? Like a tank, something right. where some people cannot hurt you. I know. Like we need to get you like a nice cozy. Like you need to wear like something if something hits you it puffs up. So like we, this is so scary. Like a body airbag. I give you so much credit because I have like horror. I mean, I, and I talked not to make this about me. I have horrible anxiety, but when things happen to me, you know, so like if I go somewhere and I have an anxiety attack, Mm -hmm. I hate that place. (laughs) So I can't imagine getting in a fucking car wreck and almost and dying and then almost dying again and getting in a car again. Because like I always associate like, oh, like I can't when something bad happens somewhere, I don't want to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the same. I have super high anxiety as well. Oh, my God. I don't fucking blame you. I don't blame you for one second. My gosh. No, I would have the work. Like, literally, I would be the, like, that's amazing. Have you had to go to a lot of, do a lot of therapy and work on it? Yeah. I mean, it's still there. Yeah, obviously. obviously, Yeah. Just, you have to manage it. When you're that kind of, we're these kind of people. We're like wired that way. Yeah. And that's why I remember I came across your page on Instagram and I saw you and I saw you being, you know, open about it. And I was like, wow, that's so inspiring that someone, you know, can like, you're beautiful. And obviously nobody would probably ever think that you experienced that, but it's such a real thing. So yeah, I kept it really quiet for a really long time. And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to show people like what I deal with. Like at least once or twice a week, I have a really crazy panic attack where I want to call 911. Yeah. Do you get panic attacks now? Yeah. You do. Well, I've, I've gotten them. It started when I was 17, my first panic attack. Do you think it was from the trauma? I think so. That's what the doctor thought anyways. Um, But I remember I had got home uh, from dance practice. I mean, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I was about to get in the shower and all of a sudden my hand like started doing this. And I'm like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. My whole body went numb. I freaked out and ran into their living room and told my grandma, I was like, I'm dying. I'm having a heart attack. Like, please rush me to the hospital. Mm. And then I get there and they're like, no, you just have a panic attack. You have anxiety. You have to learn how to kind of deal with this and manage it. And, you know, I grew up in a time where like, that's something wasn't really talked about. And it's not like how nowadays we live in social media. So, um, yeah, we just had to, I had to learn how to manage, like deal with it in a different way. Isn't it insane to you when it's happening, how physical it is? Yes. That's the scary part. Cause people think like, oh, anxiety, like, oh, I'm just like feeling anxious. Like, no dude, Mm-mm. like your body physically reacts. Like you said, the hand, your yeah. hand does this. I yeah. know some people where their hands and toes curl yeah. and they can't move them. 
nothing. Yeah, and they turn numb. Mm-hmm. Like if imagine just sitting there and your hand just goes like this and your toes go like this and turn numb. It's a stress response. Mm-hmm. For me, like I start my heart rate goes like over 150 and oh I can't gosh. get it to slow down and then I'm like trying to catch my breath and like I start hyperventilating and then my body just starts shaking like like a leaf. Like I can't stop my teeth are chattering. Mm-hmm. I can't and I'm like trying to gasp for air. And your heart going that fast, like it's so hard to get a breath, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'm the same as you. I've I've literally had my heart checked every which mm-hmm. I've had like I've been checked for microvascular disease. I've been checked for you know um, like everything. They've had MRIs, like every I've gone had every test, and I'm like, nope, it's anxiety. Yeah, it's surreal, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of blows your mind. For and then when you get there and they go, it's just anxiety you're like just <laughs> just no big deal you're like I've been dead I know what it feels like motherfucker I know I'm dying okay you're like I've been to the other side I'm back did it feel like that to you like you were like I'm dying again yes yeah, I was like no please you're like I know because I've died so that's how real anxiety is for people that think it's not like there's so many people that follow me that are like you're rich and you're this and you shouldn't have anxiety I'm like I fucking wish that money got rid of anxiety. It <laughs> like, doesn't. I yeah. I wish. I mean, yeah, I definitely have a lot of resources and work really hard at it, but it doesn't get rid of it. Like, I, I wish. Right. You know, I wish you could get, like, a vaccine. And then call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, the anti-anxiety vaccine? Yes. I think we're on to something. Oh God, please. Please. <laughs> one day. One day we'll get there. Um, guys, we are going to take a really quick break, and then we'll be right back with Candace Coleman on Worst First. Be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
Okay, guys, we are back with Candace Coleman on Worst First, and we are talking all about how she has died when she was 15 in a car accident and came back to life and then got another car accident. And then now you're just trying to live your life and avoid accidents at all costs. And and it's so amazing to me that, you know, you're here and you're, like, still doing, you know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes when these things happen to people, especially myself, when I am traumatized, it, I get, it's very hard for me to go do stuff and, yeah. like, participate in life. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all have our good and bad days. I definitely have my bad day still to yeah. where I wake up and I'm just like, fuck, how yeah. am I going to get through today? Yeah. Um, but then other days I wake up and I feel really positive and, you know, have a good outlook on life. So it's like up and down, mm-hmm. you know, but I think anxiety probably attributes to that as yeah. well. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I mean, I'm, and that's the thing is that our body is like, you know, there's this book, The Body Keeps the Score. It's like you've been through all this trauma, mm-hmm. you know, physical trauma. And I don't know about emotional. I don't want to get into that with you. But Definitely, you said you, yeah. you've had a tumultuous childhood. Yeah, I did. You were raised with your grandma. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the car accident, the dying, the, you know, your body holds all this, you know. Whether we try to move on from it or not. It exp- this book, The Body Keeps the Score, it's a great book if, if you haven't read it or if you guys haven't read it. It's a great book. And basically what your body does is even if your mind tries to heal and move on, your body remembers everything. Right, absolutely. Everything, like every little thing that's happened to it. And the goal of your body is to keep you safe, mm-hmm. always. So like when, you know, you're going through these things or you have anxiety or panic or stress, and when I have panic attacks, it's literally just your body trying to keep you safe. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Right. It's like we look at anxiety and panic attacks and things like, oh, what a nuisance. You Mm -hmm. know, this is so annoying. I wish they would stop. I'm fine. But it's literally your body just being overprotective of you. Yeah. Like an overprotective parent, you know, like if you're in a situation where you don't feel the coziest or where you don't feel good, it, you know, it really triggers you. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do now when you have an anxiety attack? Do you have any techniques or things that you do? Honestly, I try to control my breath. Mm-hmm. I try That's to really just important. sit down, yeah. relax, yeah. tell myself I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. and that it'll pass. Um, I haven't had a really bad one, fortunately, in quite some time. That's great. Yeah. I've had like little mini ones, yeah, but yeah. ones I can manage. Ones yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to go, go nine, to nine one one. The- right. Oh. Those are horrible. I get like a nine one 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 once a month. And my <laughs> husband's just like, "All right, we going to the hospital again." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> gun it." <laughs> but we don't go because I, right. I'm I'm learning, you know. But yeah, it's like it feels it feels so insane. Yeah, and to your point, you know, for people that have never experienced it, like it's so hard to explain. But it really feels like the first time I had it, I thought I was having a heart attack at 17 years old. Yeah, like, 17. What? <laughs> but you've already been through so much that you were like, and you have died. So to you, like that feeling, you know that feeling. Right. So you were like, uh-oh, I know this feeling. Yeah. Like it's an uncomfortable, scary feeling. Yeah, for sure. Would you say like when you were laying there in the ditch, did you feel like really anxiety-ridden, like panic attack anxiety-ridden? To be honest, I think my body was in such shock and as soon as I I realized that I couldn't pick myself up and get off the ground, 
I think it was like more survival instinct mode kicked in a lot accompanied with shock. So I can't really say I had anxiety at that particular point. Okay. Well, that's kind of comforting to know. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of laying there like panic attack and spleen and oh God, cop putting flashlight in face. Like that's kind of scary. But I will wow. say, um, you know, when I started to recover, I started to feel like, you know, this anxiety of, you know, not wanting to die or, yeah, you know, wanting not wanting to obviously get into another accident. Well, there went that one. Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like, um, do you get more dreams and things? Do you have very vivid dreams and more dreams about the situation? Or do you get visited by anyone or anything? Oh, yeah. All this, all the time. Uh, I feel I'm more in tune with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sensitive to, pe- to people's energies, especially after almost dying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have vivid dreams. My grandfather passed away when I was 12. I have dreams as if he were here and I wake up and I'm like, grandpa, wait, did that just happen? Yeah. Like we're having conversations. Like we're talking as if he didn't pass away. And I was 12 years old when he died. And I still have those dreams to this day of hanging out with him. Yes. And my dreams are so vivid and they feel so real. Like sometimes I wake up with goosebumps because I yeah. think, did that just happen? I have really vivid dreams too. Do you sometimes yeah. think that maybe having this experience has like unlocked a part of your brain that like most people don't have? And so you you can kind of teeter between like, not to be super weird because I get weird, but yeah, teeter between like this reality and that. All the time. You and feel I feel that way? Because I kind of feel that from you. Yeah. Like I feel like you, just even what you're telling me. I have um, really real experiences, and I know this is going to sound kooky and crazy, but just experiences with feeling energy around me or different things happening. Or if I walk into a room, I remember walking into this crystal shop in Venice. You know crystals, like the power in them and the energy in, in them. I walked into this crystal shop, and it was so overwhelming. I physically became sick. I had to step outside and I threw, and it was so attractive. I threw up on the side of the road, but it literally was that it's that real for me after experiencing like almost dying. Well, you did die. Well, yeah. Well, dying. Yeah. And then coming, <laughs> and then back. coming back. Yeah. So yeah, it's just and see, that's what I feel like because they say that like when you, when you die, your body releases DMT, mm-hmm. you know, that chemical that people take just to mm-hmm. like, you know, hallucinate or experience like what it's like on the other side. And I wonder if like, because you did die, your body released that DMT and now you have like a sort of almost like third eye open, you know, whereas most people are walking around without that, without having experienced that, you know? Yeah, because prior to that, I couldn't say that I had ever experienced something like that before. And I even remember one time um, I was just, I was in the street of New Orleans and I was walking across the street and I wasn't really paying attention. And this car kind of was coming fast down the, down the side street. And it literally, somebody just grabbed me and pulled me back. And then I turned around and nobody was there. So I don't know who it was or if it was, you know, my grandfather or wow. one of my guardian angels or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it's just experiences like that that I deal with 
almost on a daily basis. That's incredible. But um, I also, I mean, I know, you know, we all try to be careful about who we surround ourselves with. But I think especially for me, because if it's so important that I have to surround myself with certain people because mm-hmm. I can't tolerate some people's energy at all. Like, yeah. it's almost uncomfortable. Like, I have to step outside of the room wow. or I can't be around that person. Wow. That's how sensitive I am. That's incredible. Yeah. That gives, that means you have like a really, I mean, your intuition, you could probably tell that person, you know, like you have something really negative going on in your life and you'd be right. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people do project that that energy. That is so amazing. Whoa. Yeah. It's super so, so now do you like, how do you use a lot of crystals? Like, how do you, do you use like, do, do you do anything in your daily life, like a ritual or anything to like protect your energy or like. What do you do to like protect your energy? Just don't surround yourself with people that are negative and just try to find the light people. Sure. Uh, and then I, I journal, you journal every, okay. every morning. And um, that's a really healthy habit, by the way, guys. That to, mm-hmm. to, that's so good. You do that every day. Every morning. I really need to do that, man. I got a like, carpal tunnel. I'm all like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, dear world. Ow, my hand. Ow, fuck. Forget it. Um, but yeah, no, if you can write down or even just do it on your phone like there's apps that are journal apps that's yeah. so good for you my psychiatrist tells me that all the time and it could be super quick you could yeah. just write five things that you're grateful for Aww. um so I try to do that I mean there's some mornings I may skip but yeah I, most of the time most of the time I, I do that um I do have crystals I have sage mm-hmm. essential oils yeah you know, the whole shebang protecting yourself yeah. um yeah so I try to do it as much as possible but um, I do find it very helpful. And mm-hmm. just changing your, your thoughts, I think. I know that's e- so much easier said than done, you know. But um, just replacing if a negative thought starts to come up, saying, like, no, like, let's think about something more positive or, you know, think about, okay, today, well, I woke up and I'm breathing or, you know, I'm grateful I have my home or, you know, that I have a home to live in or have my, my dogs and things like that. So, yeah. Dogs are the best. They're the best. <laughs> how, many, how many dogs do you have? I have two. Oh, see, dogs are healers. They really they are. They really are. They're and they're little, also so sensitive to your energy. So sensitive. They're little yeah. light. They're little light beings. Little yeah. doggies. They like protect us. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell you. It's so interesting. You just said that. Like the negative thought thing is really hard. Mm-hmm. But but the thing that I always try to repeat to myself is that thoughts aren't facts. You mm-hmm. heard that before. Yeah, of course. And because we can get stuck in like this inner dialogue of, you know, negativity, especially if like things aren't going well in our lives and we can talk ourselves down and you're not good enough, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be good enough and start this like seriously negative internal dialogue. But here's what I do when I get in that cycle is like, okay, so I have a thought, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I ask myself, is it true? Right. Well, I feel like it's true. And then I ask myself, is it absolutely true? You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, I mean, I guess it's not like absolutely true. And then you just kind of break it down. You just keep going into and tearing the thought down. You know what I mean? Right. Asking yourself the questions about the thoughts that you're having. You know, why do I feel this way about myself? Well, here's the reasons why. Okay. But what made me feel the way that way? You know, and once you break it down, a lot of it is like fear based, insecurity. It's all just a little emotions that our body wants to vibrate at a higher frequency and wants to be positive but because of 
what we see in the world and our consciousness and how we interpret things that can skew a lot of our own perceptions of ourselves, but that's not necessarily like how we really think of ourselves. You know, it's just like our, just like how you're sitting right now and thoughts are going through your head. Mm -hmm. It's an inner dialogue, but it's not necessarily ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. And just to like try to harnessing, trying to harness that is really hard. But like you said, journaling, stopping yourself and going, you know, okay, why am I having these thoughts? Wh- why? And, and what does this mean to me? You know, and what if, what's the opposite of that? I am good enough. And know? that's really great how you just break it down like that yeah, too. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I, I get stuck in that and I think everyone does. It doesn't matter where you are in your life or how successful you feel you are, like even the most beautiful person in the world and like that kind of thing. Everyone has these thoughts, you know, and we all have our own thoughts about ourselves that make us feel inadequate and things like that. And that's just life, you know, but doesn't mean that that's true. And you can always work out where it's coming from, you know? Right. There's always a source. It's not like you're just sitting there going like, I suck, you know, like, you know, <laughs> there's a reason why you think that. Yeah. And it most of the time has nothing to do with you. You know, it has with you, how you've interpreted what's going on around you. And then that made you feel that way about yourself. And I think especially, too, in the times that we're living in and just with everything going on the wor- in the world and we're all kind of alone yeah. with our thoughts at home. So it's, a, it's actually even a scarier place to be yeah. than the day-to-day when we're busy and we're not you know, really paying attention. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's super important, I think, especially now. Yeah, and, and always, you know, I always try to say that, like, Thank you know the internet is a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. it's like it's so great for the online resources and things that people have to reach out to other people and to find find groups of other people who feel this way like I'm sure there's like a ton of near death experiences or people that have died in like Facebook groups you yeah. know. Have you done any of that? Have you joined anything like that? No, no? because like I said, I don't. I try not to to dwell on it. To dwell on okay, it, and okay. Stay like live in that yeah, world. Yeah, you try to live in this world. Yeah, okay. and reading. I I don't know how I feel about. I haven't really read other people's experiences. Maybe here and there, but I don't really get too deep into it because, mm-hmm. as I said, I don't know. It's, it's unique to who to each person. Yeah, and it's for me. I don't know how others feel, but for me, it's very. It's still very scary because I still have so much more I want to do and more life to live. So. I think the more attached we are to this world, the harder it is to let go, you know, because the physical body is, you know, we are so in this world, but like the the soul has no ego and has no, you know, attachment to really anything. The Mm -hmm. soul is that like, and not to get like super weird, but I'm going to get super weird. Do it. So this is what I feel is that like we all come from the same energy source, all of us, like we are all connected. We are all intertwined. You know what I mean? Like we all came from some big, be it God or whatever it is, an energy source that we all came from. And so we are essentially all like brothers and sisters related. We really are, I think. And, and the soul is, the soul is like the purest form of, of us where things the things that matter in this world they don't matter there you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like fear 
um, not feeling good enough, not feeling pretty enough, not, you know, caring, caring about wallpaper, like stuff like that. Like that's nothing to the soul. The soul is like just pure love and joy, you know? And I feel like that's in us all the time. And that's the core of us. And I feel like living in this world, we have trouble accessing that purity of the soul just because there's so much around us to distract us from it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like fashion and makeup and getting enough likes on Instagram. and You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like there's so many silly things that don't matter. Right. That take us away from what is that pure that pure love of the soul, that pure light of the soul, you know? Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but the first time I ever did something bad as a child, the first time, I remember it because it, like, made me feel almost sick. Yeah. And I get that way still now. Mm -hmm. Like, if I say something really awful, which I don't often, but if I do, like, if I'm fighting, we're fighting or whatever, if I say something I shouldn't say, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. No, yeah, I feel the same like way. Like, you feel like... Yeah, <gasps> like physically. Yeah, you physically, you're yeah. like, oh. And you know it. And people know it when I think they do bad things. Mm-hmm. Other than people who are psychopaths who don't right. have that connection. But um, that's a whole other thing. That's like a mental disorder. But that's your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember when I was little, and it wasn't even, like, something that bad, but, like, my girlfriends and I decided to take a big plastic Tupperware tub and go into the bathroom and fill it with water. Mm -hmm. And it was like literally giant. And we all sat in it and we were making a mess and we spilled it all over the bath. Like we dumped like a gallon, (laughs) gallons of water all over the bathroom. And it was leaking out of the bathroom and into the carpet. And like it was a fucking mess. But I remember that was like the first time I did something bad because I knew it was bad. I knew yeah. lifting it up and pouring the water out was bad. Mm-hmm. But and I felt it in my soul after that happened. And I was like, "Ooh, that's the that's the soul that's like, you know, when you're doing something not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost when I do something bad or when I feel like I'm going to do something bad, my body fights me. Yes. It doesn't want to do doesn't it. Doesn't want to do it. And I'll have that physical reaction of my body fighting me being like, no, don't do that. That's not good for you. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why now, like, um, I read this quote and it was like, take a pause before you do things. And that's like the hardest thing in this life because we're, yeah. we're living in like this. You know what I mean? Like, I want TikToks five seconds and I can't watch a movie for more than five minutes and all these things. But I read this thing to take a pause before you say or do anything that's important, really important to you because it'll give you a second to really think about Like, if I say this, how is this going to affect the other person? How is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect our future relationship? Is it positive? Is it going to help? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, in a fight, I feel like a lot of the times people are like, oh, I just want to cut the other person down. But I feel like by doing that, there's nothing positive coming out of it. You're making them feel further away from you. Mm -hmm. And you're hurting yourself by creating negative energy. You know yeah, what I mean? and you just have like this sort of sick feeling. Sick feeling. Yeah. After you know, saying something to somebody and making them feel so horrible. Like I, I believe I was put in this world to make people feel better, not worse. Mm-hmm. And so, I've obviously guilty of it, just like the ne- next person. But you know, you try to learn from that and just. 
be better the next day. Do you have any children? No. no. Do you want children? Mm, not really. You're like, I have dogs. <laughs> dogs are it's pretty good for me, I think. Right. I know. Same. I feel like everyone's choosing dogs these days. <laughs> like my, my friends back home from Pennsylvania have had like a bunch of kids, but now everyone I meet in LA is choosing dogs. Most people. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've had them for a while. I've had them for 10 and 11 Aww. years. So they're senior citizens. Yes. <laughs> we love a senior citizen. I love that. Um, yeah, I've just, I've loved having you on here today. I've loved, you like your energy. You are very, even though you say you have anxiety, you do a very peaceful energy. Thank you. And I don't know if that's just like the light that you emit from going through everything that you have and that's just your light. It's very, very cool to have you on here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and, and if anyone has questions about your experience, like do you want people or you don't want to talk about it anymore, maybe they can leave comments in the YouTube section and when I can send you a link and if you feel like answering any questions that people might have you can feel yeah, like you, you absolutely know. and I'll tag Candace on here um and her Instagram and everything like that and yeah I'm so grateful to have had you on here to talk about this well thank you I've yeah. never really talked about it that's so amazing it kind of feels I mean I've talked about it with therapists but right never right like to a person and the to the extent that I did with you and thank you you're so easy to talk to and you're so so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, it, no, it, I, I think that this is just really interesting and I, and I really appreciate cause it's such a vulnerable thing, yeah. you know, to, for you to come on here and share that. And I hope it opens a lot of people's eyes that, you know, it's, it's insane that, you know, you had this experience and like you now, instead of, you know, coming back and being angry or resentful or whatever, like why me, you know, kind of thing. You have like a grateful for everyday attitude. Yeah, and you have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to spiral yeah. down a really dark road that you don't want to be yeah. on, you know. Yeah. I definitely think you have uh, several guardian angels. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> Lord, the girl has been through it. Uh, guys, go and send Candace some love and uh, make sure to like and comment on this pod and let me know if there's anything uh, coming up that you'd want to see on the podcast. And we are so grateful to have, again, to have you here, Candace. You're so amazing. I'm going to tag her at Candace Coleman on Instagram. Do you have Twitter? No. No Twitter. Okay. But I'm going to tag her Instagram if you guys uh, want to go give her some love on Instagram. I'm sure she'd really appreciate it and leave some nice positive comments. And uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.